So Eric is traders. We like to watch some of these short-term moves, and there's a lot of exciting stuff happening. On the big picture, how should investors be processing volatility? Not just today, but since September. This is not like it came out of nowhere. We failed to make new highs on the NASDAQ. We're on the verge of making lower lows. Should we be a little nervous about the long-term trend? Well, uh, I'm glad you said the long-term trend because that's what it's all about here. This short-term stuff is white noise. Everyone's concerned about uh, the election, and, um, and then all of a sudden we just switch to, oh my God, um, there's a COVID resurgence, um, and we didn't get the stimulus we wanted. And by the way, that's why we're selling off right now. It's not about the election. Joe Biden's been ahead for over a month. The market did not sell off. The market was okay with Joe Biden. The market got comfortable uh, with Joe. But we didn't get our stimulus, and we have a COVID resurgence, and we needed a good excuse to sell off, and this is a good one. So, Eric, I want to push back on that notion just a little bit here because uh, the market topped on September 2nd. And as Joe Biden secured the lead in the polls, indeed, the skew has been around basically since that time. We had a pretty sharp, noticeable rotation in markets where outperformance, not exactly rallying, but outperformance in all the stuff that depends on the economy. So I hear you on the short term for the stimulus side, but it seemed like when we were dropping from September down until a week ago, technically we were lower than the highs as these economically sensitive companies were actually doing pretty good. So how do we then think about what that means if those economically supportive companies actually get better? Does that mean we go higher or does it just take more money away from tech? Well, Oliver, I gotta tell you, this rotation that we saw uh, to me is, is heartwarming. Um, it, it's overdue because the fact is um, we've got a good 10 vaccines that we're working on here. Something's gonna come through, even if it takes to mid 21 until we have real proliferation of that vaccine. Um, the fact is that um, there is gonna be a way out here. The economy is gonna recover. As that happens, all those stocks that made power moves, i.e. tech, theoretically should take a break and we should see more upside uh, in the value names that have been lagging. Okay. Now, do you have a view on how those two net out? I know it's a hard question. I know it's pretty much impossible to figure out, but we know the big heavyweights are in tech. So if they're not leaders, how far can this market run? Or do you just need to get out of the mindset that you can buy the broad market? Well, I'm not predicting that um, these big tech companies uh, are going to take a huge hit. They're extremely powerful. Uh, they have huge balance sheets, and you want to own them. But you don't want to own them in the S&P fashion, right? You don't want to okay. have those five tech stocks as 25% of your holdings. And I know a lot of Americans do right now, right? They've been betting big on FANG, um, and it's been a one-way bet for years. It's been a very good bet. Um, but I think as a really smart investor, you want to be diversified. Diversification is the name of the game. Um, you haven't want, you really haven't benefited from diversification for the last few years. But I think going forward, um, you're really going to benefit because I think the beta trade is over, right? Mm. Interest rates have come down almost nothing, and now it's going to be about alpha. I really like the way you phrase that, the, the beta trade being over, just getting exposure then or extra, uh, you know, exposure to growth. Uh, when you talk about diversify, walk me through the details of what that means for your team right now, because some of the old diversifiers, they're not living up to expectations. Uh, if you were hoping bonds to save you this week, it ain't happening. If you're hoping for gold to save you, it ain't happening right now, Eric. Right. 
look, Oliver, as you and I know, there are going to be periods of time where nothing's going to save you, right? I mean, that's just uh, that's just what it is, and and that's why you got to be a long-term investor. Um, but I see opportunity with a with a ten-year Treasury sitting at a at a, at a zero point eight, and there's a ton of great equities out there um, yielding four percent plus, right? I mean, look at Verizon, look at Pfizer. These are these are top-tier companies um, paying north of four percent with the opportunity. Um, to grow that dividend. So uh, why do I want to own bonds when I have that opportunity? I also think as we continue to print dollars, um, I'm a bear on the, on the U.S. dollar, um, and um, international stocks are just way overdue to catch up. They're a lot less expensive. And that goes for emerging markets, too. They have not had the rallies that the United States stocks have had, and uh, we see real value there. I'm excited about it. Okay, so looking abroad, I, th I think that's interesting because there has to be basically a way to hedge that potential tech volatility that's maybe not tied into other duration asset classes that benefited from the Fed, right? That's where bonds fall into it. Uh, maybe gold to some extent kind of goes in there, but uh, environments where EM and other markets have done well, sometimes that's been inflationary that can work for gold. Um, have we had enough selling of gold? Do you have thoughts on where that fits into this, uh, Eric? Or has, is, that, um, is that kind of wave passed over the last eight months? Uh, that's a good question. Gold has had a great move, um, but if you compare it to, let's say, the move it made in the 70s, um, this is nothing, right? I mean, gold was 10X, or probably even more. Um, so I don't think it's a bad idea uh, to have some exposure um, to gold as the printing presses just continue to run. But gold's interesting. Um, it's not always a good hedge. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Right now, it's struggling a little bit. Uh, Eric, uh, I think one of the uh, other points we should come back to before we let you go here is about next week, about the election. Uh, for some, and how it's tough to kind of separate what you want, what you feel, and what your preferences are from what you want to do with your money. Um, but to your point, uh, the market has now been dealing for about a month and a half with a very skewed odds from polls and betting markets in favor of Joe Biden winning. If he doesn't, does that mean there's volatility in equities? Is it an opportunity if we get it like it was last time when the market freaked out as Trump was elected? What happens if there's a surprise? Are there plans that different to where a long-term investor should change the way they think? So Donald Trump is market-friendly. Forgetting about all the baggage that comes with Donald Trump, he's market-friendly. So if he wins by surprise, I don't think you have to worry about the stock market. That means we're not gonna see those tax increases that we were worried about. Um, that's probably good for energy, which has been struggling. Um, yes, we might not get the, uh, the big size, the huge size stimulus that we would get in a Biden win. Uh, but I think when everyone balances everything together, uh, the market's gonna be just fine if Trump surprises. And you can't count him out. He's done it before and he could do it again.